is this the most shocking turn that my life has taken? <laughs> when when I heard about it, I was absolutely flabbergasted. <laughs> I, I, I have to say that yeah, it, it, it was. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. Hey, hey, RJ, how you doing, man? Very well, very well. How are you? Doing fantastic. Uh, my parents are down here this weekend, and we actually have a uh, a guest for the first couple of minutes here. My, my dad uh-huh. is... Sitting next to me and uh, is gonna is gonna join us for the first couple of minutes just to lend in with all of his biathlon expertise. Oh yes, all my expertise <laughs> of watching and listening to my son. Yeah. <laughs> so does he force you to watch it? No, he does not force me to watch it. No, not at all. No, no. So I think he watched uh, a couple minutes over my shoulder. I did today. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We watched the women's race. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he doesn't. For no, and you know, he, he started watching this during the Winter Olympics mm-hmm. when he was very young, and uh, he, he's been fascinated by it ever since. Um, and it's an exotic sport, you know. I mean, even yeah. even in Wisconsin, where they have cross country skiing, they don't have this. Um, well, they do now. They do they? Well, the the in the place near Green Bay uh, is just opening up. Oh, cool! Um, it's uh, what Arian's uh, Nordic Center, and it'll have twenty. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a, very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, excellent. excellent. We should talk about that. Yeah. My my brother-in-law um, competed in the Berkey. You know, it was cross-country oh, yeah, yeah. skiing worldwide. Yeah. And so he completed all the all the uh, all the races, and uh, you know, he was in very good shape when he was doing that, and then he got married and. <laughs> He's not in such good shape anymore. <laughs> oh, hopefully he's not going to listen to this episode. <laughs> Jim, if you're out there, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> pick it up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we love you very much. And, yeah. uh, and <laughs> give that Linda a hug for us. That's right. And we love to see you out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, so he, he is actually aware of the, the Arians Nordic Center and because and, uh, we, we had sent up a thing about it and he was saying that uh, it's been too warm there to actually get the snow going, so they're hoping yeah, to get no, no. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right, they have a, they they had one blast in October where northern Wisconsin got like 16 inches of snow, and since then it's been pretty mild. Um, <laughs> but hopefully after the after the turn of the year, it'll be cold again, and the ice fishermen can get out there and mm. go ice fishing. And mm-hmm. and Jim has a snowmobile, and he loves. I mean, he loves he loves hiking and he loves snowmobiling and hopefully he'll be able to get out there and do that. Mm-hmm. He's a great Wisconsinite. He is. Yeah. Um, so, Dad, I actually had one question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, is this is this so me having a biathlon focused website, blog, Twitter account, and now a biathlon podcast? Is this the most shocking turn that my life has taken? <laughs> when when I heard about it. I was absolutely flabbergasted. <laughs> I, I, I have to say that, yeah, it, it was. But then, you know, you look back and you think, well, you know, he he did show an unusual fascination for winter sports uh, while he was growing up. I mean, ever since he knew what a television set was and he could watch, and he could watch sports with me, I mean, he was really fascinated by this and he loved the Winter Olympics. So it, 
after I started thinking about that, well, it's not completely super, and also it's it's fitting in with his you know his his cross country running and endurance racing and all that. So it isn't completely far fetched. But when I first heard about it, yeah, I thought, <laughs> um, well, I scratched my head a lot. <laughs> and it was a while where I thought he was just trying to talk his way into a connection in Canada, but this has been the plan. Yeah, this has been the plan the whole time was that I wanted us to start selling ads. We could call it a business. You could sponsor us. It'd be great. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's had a, a deeper fascination and, and and affection for winter sports than that. Yeah. Yeah, I was a huge Norway fan growing mm-hmm. up. I, oh, abs- oh my god! Yeah, I remember I grew yeah. uh, drawing the drawing the flags when I was little, and and so when we took our our sojourn to Norway, uh, Katie and I did a couple years back. It was like crossing off a bucket list item. So mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's right. Every Olympics, I mean, you were cheering yeah. for all the Norwegian teams. Yeah, no, no yeah. matter what it was, I mean, the, and they weren't necessarily the good either in those no. years. I think <laughs> in biathlon, not no, the, not not what we see today. Not no. I mean, obviously, you know, starting in what the late '90s, early 2000s. But yeah, yeah. Mm. So and then, of course, I dragged Katie out to uh, to Homocon. Yes, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So she had to go out there too. But they had the they had the, the you know they've got the ski jumps. So we went up to the top right. there, and yeah, she loved that. Nice. Um, Dad, another question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, who is your favorite current biathlete? <laughs> 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 you know, I can't. I don't know her name. But I think she she is the she she skis for for um, Belgium. Oh, and, yeah. Um, you know she and and uh, I don't know how big the team is, but I think she, I mean she's very enthusiastic and and uh, she talked about how how much she she just loved being around the other women competitors and especially the ones who were better than she, than she mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, after she was with them a little bit, she didn't feel out of place, but they were an inspiration, and they really made her feel welcoming, uh, welcomed, and um, and she just has such a, a you know a, a spark of enthusiasm. Her, and then uh, is she an American coach? Who's the guy who talks a lot? Oh, <laughs> Matthias. Yeah, I mean, I, I've enjoyed his. Uh, <laughs> I've gone back and listened to him a couple of times because I think he'd be a great coach no matter, no matter what. Sport he he got himself into he I, absolutely just from the his perspective of uh, what he wants out of his athletes it's not performance it's improvement and it's more you know personal and psychological that, he, that's what uh-huh. I really enjoy he was fantastic and we recorded that I think it was a Friday night and uh, we ended up I feel like we had to cut him off because it was like eleven thirty <laughs> Eastern when, <laughs> we, when we were finishing up uh, he, he was going to go on forever oh yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, not his, uh... yeah. So Lotelie and uh, Matthias Harren. So yeah, yeah, yeah two two very good ones. Yeah. You must have not seen uh, Lisa Hauser yet, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll introduce him. Uh, <laughs> I'll introduce yeah. him a little later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Dan. You don't need to stick around. Right. I, before you go, okay. one of the things I'd like you guys to ask okay. of these athletes and. and Watching this 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 sport uh, from a physical perspective, uh, this the motion is so unusual. I mean the 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 pushing off mm-hmm. laterally mm-hmm. is such an unusual um, movement that I wonder um, 
what kinds of injuries uh, the athletes have mm. and also what kinds of exercises they do to actually um, not just strengthen you know the, the lats and 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 the, the tendons in her, their mm-hmm. hips and knees and ankles but also to prevent the injuries so um, if the if the opportunity ever comes along um, I'd like to know that because that it just seems like a like a a very unusual kind of of sport of uh, of of motion, yeah. Not <laughs> not something you would do naturally. It, it really is not. You know who'd be good to ask that of is is Baiba to see what she does in her uh, her mobile gym. They were uh, <laughs> yeah. Crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually I wrote that down, yeah. so we'll uh, we'll we'll put that into our our rotation of questions for them. All right, good. All right. Absolutely. Okay, it was nice meeting you. And nice to meet you, too. enjoy the rest of your show. And <laughs> Thank I'm going you. to bed because we're getting up at dawn's crack to go back. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Safe travels. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Quite the weekend. Oh, my goodness. It was, uh, it was a busy weekend. Yeah. So getting yeah. up and, and watching races and then running around with, uh, with Ben and his grandparents. It's been a lot, so. Uh, yeah, had a lot of fun. I've, I've actually been able to watch pretty much all the races, just uh, well, for good or bad, because I was waking up at four and <laughs> couldn't sleep anymore. So, <laughs> what else are you going to do? Oh, uh, you poor but, man. Uh, yeah, that was fun. You saw, though, you saw more than just the flower ceremonies. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I've always really, really liked. I mean, all the venues are awesome. And, mm-hmm. and all for their own reasons, but uh, I must say that Anasi is definitely creeping to the top. Uh, and I and I was sort of anticipating that you know, with France being in the World Cup soccer finals, mm-hmm. that uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure they can always still fill a fill a stadium, but it seemed like there was still a lot of crowd along the tracks, and um, yeah, just and they were very enthusiastic. S- yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was, yeah, they were they were wildly enthusiastic. It's a, I, they they really draw an amazing crowd. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, was not on the top of my list, but uh, definitely someplace. You know, the last couple of years seeing them out there, kind of, they're definitely someplace I want to go. I think I mentioned this on on Twitter, but it would be a fun trip to go because it's like right before Christmas and mm-hmm. go and uh, yeah, just see the see the area for for us you know dumb Americans who don't oh. actually get over there very much, but. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, I think it'd be a fun, a fun time over there. I did. There's, I don't know if it's just uh, me not paying attention or whatever, but they have to. I get the impression that this is the first season where the crowd is more nationalistic, if you want to call mm. it that, or less supportive of the other nations. Yeah, and I think a part of it could be that they're now. It seems like. Depending on the feed, you hear a lot of crowd, and in other feeds, you barely hear any crowd. So it could be that they're just switching back and forth. But uh, I've just noticed that with non-home team, so to speak, yeah, uh, it seems quieter than than what I tend to always remember from from biathlon. But uh, I agree. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that yeah. goes uh, as the season progresses. But it'll be interesting to see what the German stops look like. I think that's yeah. for me sort of like a that'll be a little bit more telling. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, the crowd was, you know, 
generally. <laughs> like, and especially, like I said, World Cup Sunday, and then some days it was raining and miserable and stuff. But uh, yeah, they're out there and and loud, right? Very loud. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, general takeaways from the weekend: obviously, the crowd being number one. Um, I don't know if you had any big ones before we jump into into the races at all. Um, the impact of the the tracks mm-hmm. and the impact of the skis. Um, it it like I know that there's uh you know you can hit it with the wax or miss it with the wax and that kind of thing, but I I did not fully understand how much even a brand of ski can make a huge difference. Um especially with specific conditions. I think I mentioned on Twitter that um, the first race in, uh, was it, oh, in uh, Hochfilsen mm-hmm. uh, was also very cold and icy and and uh, unbroken track. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the guys from the Extra Runde podcast, the German podcast, they were talking about how it seemed like Fisher wasn't doing very well on that, and mm-hmm. I think that was proven very correctly on uh, on both pursuit races. And um, it's almost it was a little bit to the point where it took away from the from the winners. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, and um, I mean, yeah, it, it brought a lot of different feelings, like the fact that Bo. You know, at some point he was skiing like I usually do, yeah, um, with his legs flopping all over the place and his arm flip, flip, uh, flopping around, and and he then w- still be able to get third. <laughs> it's just, just incredible. And I, and I, and I mean, I say jokingly, but I, I can really relate to that feeling where you want to push yeah. off, and then you're, I'm, in my case, it's just lack of skill and balance, mm-hmm. but that feeling of just not getting the grip you yeah. expect and then you know it disturbs your balance and it's it's finicky that way so it was it was in a way it was really good to see how how hard mm-hmm. it, i mean they look it's so effortless but it, it it is hard yes like yeah so I yeah that, that was great yeah you mentioned something earlier about how it sort of takes away from the races and it does because it was nowhere close to an even playing field and i know there's in winter, you know, biathlon, there is yeah. never an even playing field because of the differences in waxing and whatnot. But this was just sort of ridiculous. Um, I wrote down, and, and I, maybe we can, we'll mention it later, but Quinton uh, Fiomae uh, was 20 for 20 during the pursuit and, and went from seventh place to eighth place. It's just kind of crazy. You know, wow. like any, any other time he did that, you would expect to see him go from, you know, seventh place to, you know, winning or, you know, podium. But that is crazy. He went, yeah. He went, backwards i mean that's just got to be so frustrating you almost just want it you wish that they could just eliminate it congratulations to the guy who won you know lagride and winning and, and everybody yeah. else who had a great race but it almost feels like it shouldn't count for you know yeah. overall points i you know it, i don't know just because it was so it's so obscenely i think it was it was interesting in the sense that um it wasn't related to nations Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. it was just whoever had Fisher skis, and yes, yeah. Um, so that in a in a way made it more fun. Mm-hmm. That is because I mean, you know, let's be honest. Like if you compare the the wax technicians and the team and the truck and they have and the 
the technology between, the, say, the Norwegians and Team Canada, for example, that's just that's not fair either, right? So, mm-hmm. um, in that sense, to have something like that happen is not 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 fun and not fair, but at least it just happened all over the place amongst different nations, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, it's um, it just makes you th- makes you think. Well. You know, is it unfair to say that Bo probably would have won the pursuit too if, if he would right. have at least similar conditions with his skis? But uh, yeah, what is he? Yeah. Thirty-five seconds back. Yeah, thirty-five seconds back, and uh, his course time was he was uh, yeah, well, he was way way back in the back, way back mm-hmm. in the back. He mm-hmm. lost what ten seconds to Lagrade on the course. So yeah, maybe Lagrade would have won anyway. But it's yeah. starting to shape up as a. Maybe not repeat, but very close to two, year, two mm. seasons ago. Hey, between Bo and uh, Legright, they're, yes. they're creating quite a separation. In that in that aspect, it's kind of nice that uh, Legright won and also beat he beat beat Bo, but not Dolly uh, mm-hmm. in a master bro. We'll get to that, but um, so they're only what thirty thirty four points I know. apart. So if you, I, I I was thinking about this. The way that this season has gone, just the way that it feels, it feels like Bo should be winning by 200 points, right? And But Legride is right behind him. Right? It only takes, what, two more races like this. Um, and Well, I think if he has one win, because you get 90 and then oh, yeah. 60, right? Uh, 90 and 75. Or no, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so two wins. Still getting used, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, one weekend could he race that, and suddenly it's got a whole new feel. I actually mm-hmm. had this had this written down. Um, as one of my things, uh, my general takeaways is, would you say? Actually, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to hold this for for okay. for the very for the very end. Um, but um, other big things, I I thought uh, I thought that the women had a very fun overall weekend. Um, you know, the men mm-hmm. you saw a lot of the same same names at the top. Dolly, you know, excluded. But I thought the women was very fun. Just sort of a, it, it just seemed like three very different races. It didn't feel like you saw the same race three different times. So mm-hmm. um, I thought that was. That was good. Yeah, and I, th- I thought for the men's sprint, uh, well, we, we tweet a little bit about Lapshin. Um, mm, yes. We, we, I guess in, in general, I would say I don't want to judge because I don't know him. And I've heard stories from Arndt Pfeiffer that lean towards, yeah, he's just a forgetful person. I don't know. But it's, I think you're always going to have that little label on your head. Um, Sean Doherty, 11th. Mm-hmm. It's quite yep. uh, quite the result. Uh, I really like what the Swiss are doing, both men and women. They, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. had some very good results. Staller, Hartwig, um, mm-hmm. Alita Gasprin in the pursuit came back from forty fifth to twelfth. I know Amy Bazerga was uh, was doing well, and and uh, you know when um, I lost his name now, but uh, one of the big names for the Swiss team. Oh, Benny Vager. Benny Vager, of course, yeah. Um, when he left, you're always like, oh, what's yeah. going to happen now? You know, it's going to take a couple of years to, to get some people up and they're just right up there. And I'm, I'm not absolutely not suggesting that Benny Wager was stopping them, but I think because he was the big name, he gets more attention and the other guys are just kind of creeping closer. And, and maybe mm-hmm. now it's like, well, now we're the ones and, you know, they're stepping right. up to the plate and we see it with Thunderbolt and, yeah, uh, the, some of the Finnish guys, Mary Ader from um, Finland, is you know, yes. I mean, she's a yeah. bit older already, but she's doing it's great, a great and a great season. Yeah, I, so that's, it's, it's that's, good to see that. And uh, yes, 
yeah, no, I think that's that's a fantastic way of putting it. It's just a lot of people are stepping up. Yeah. And we we talked a lot at the end of last season about uh, people retiring. Um, it's really nice to see. You know, the sport will go on and thrive and yeah. be great, even with the even with the retirements. So absolutely. Yeah, and talk about stepping up. Um, I I tweeted you this morning that uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying that my Lisa Hauser is uh, Anna Magnuson, <laughs> but I, there's just certain athletes where you know you see them and and you just connect. And then I think especially last year where you know she's she's been maybe not the best performer, but she's been a very solid performer and contributor to Team Sweden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I wasn't crazy about how, you know, all of a sudden the debate was with Stina Nielsen and, and mm-hmm. her, meaning that her or Lynn Person would have to get off the team. And, you know, we, we've talked about it a lot. I won't go into it. Let's just say that I was extremely excited to see that she um, put an awesome race together and, and won. Um, that's actually the one flower ceremony that I don't remember seeing so i'll definitely watch it back but yes uh, you have to go back and see it <laughs> i was just very excited for her and then the pursuit um she she only had one miss but she was um i think over three minutes behind but a skiing fisher i was gonna and, say and, uh, but she had a very good race again in the the mass start in the mass start and she was mm-hmm. sixth or seventh so she was overall great weekend for her and you know maybe that's just what they need that that maybe they get that confidence after last year being a bit of a you know uncomfortable feeling with the things happening and then maybe get that confidence and then uh, come out and you know they her and Lynn Person were beating uh, the Uberg sisters so yes I know it's, uh, I know it also tells you about the strength of that team but uh, so that's something else I was going to come back to in a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have a piece coming out uh, maybe later this week, early next week, your, uh, the, the breakthrough uh, performances from the first uh, first three weekends. And Anna mm-hmm. Magnuson's going to be right at the very top because um, uh, she really is having a great season. I mean, if you go back, she had ninth in the sprint mm-hmm. and Hulkfielsen, and then she goes first, 13th, and 7th. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was incredible. And also it was it was... <laughs> really unexpected because uh i think she and lynn pearson were they were their bibs were very close to each other in the sprint and i think Den- yeah, denise herman 34 and 37 i think yeah and yeah. uh denise herman had finished up and i just assumed you know seeing her finish like ah well you know that's uh she'll she'll take the the sprint victory and then, and then it was uh, uh magnuson and pearson coming through you know and and yeah both both beating denise herman wick so that was pretty amazing yeah, um, and like you said having them both be ahead of the Uyberg sisters and, and mm-hmm. I know Elvira won the pursuit but it was really I mean the the weekend I thought belonged to from from the Swedish perspective to Anna Magnuson even though Elvira beat her two out of the three races it just felt like she was the you know she was the the kind of the the revelation uh for for the weekend there well and it's nice to to see that the Swedish team is not always about mm-hmm. Hannah and Elvira right although yes of course they deserve a lot of uh, focus and, and uh, highlighting. Um, but it's, you know, it's nice to see Lynn Person and, and uh, Anna Magnuson getting that attention as well. And if you don't, if we're going to talk about the women's sprint race, I also thought that uh, so- Sophie, is it Ch- Chavot? Chavot? Yeah, uh, I wrote her down too. Like, incredible. Th- I thought the whole French women, yes, there's so many young uh, girls that are just popping up like 
you know, they're doing, they're either skating super fast or they're shooting really great or combination and they're yes. like in the top 10 and it's, uh, it's, so, you know, and here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to drop this question into your head now and we'll come back to it later. But who has a brighter future, the French women or the Swedish women? And uh, we'll come back to it, but I just want you to, I okay. just wanted to, to, I just want you to, to gestate in the back of your, in the back okay. of your brain. Um, but no, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I thought the French women had a, a really terrific uh, weekend. Um, Annie Chevalier Boucher uh, has had sort of a mediocre year altogether, but you know it was nice to see her mm-hmm. uh, uh, pop up again. I think uh, she was tenth in the tenth in the sprint. Um, and then she was in the mass start mix for a minute uh, and dropped back. And I think she was, what, ninth or 10th again, somewhere mm. in that range. And then uh, finished in third for the mass start. So just kind of nice to, I, I, I don't remember thinking about her much at all this season. So it was nice to see her back. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that uh, the athlete that you uh, had some trouble with in the beginning of the season, but Batovska, but is Polina Fialkova who yes. got married? She's, <laughs> yeah. uh, she's, you know, had some very good results. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. This season. Kind of under the radar a little bit too, but uh, she, what did she have? I wrote it down here. Seventh in the women's sprint. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know she had a high position in an auto race earlier. Just quickly looking it up here. She said, she said. Yeah. A handful, like yeah, and say so she said Eight like three or four, yeah, really good races, yeah. So it, it's just nice to I, I I like that that there's different names popping up, um, and yeah, over the whole season, I'm sure we'll we'll see the some of the just, same names more regularly. But um, it's been really fun. It's been, I mean, the yeah. men's side has been pretty stagnant, but like on the women's side, you know, you've really seen just so many different people. And it's reflected and if you look at the overall standings. Um, you know, how many NATO we got ten people within two hundred points. Mm-hmm. And with the new with the new Yeah, yeah. Scoring system that's actually relatively close. I'm um, also very happy for uh, Julia Simon because I mean it kind of yes. felt like this was the weekend where she would either be the old one where, you know, she had one or two good weekends and then uh mm-hmm. not so good and it, I mean, she didn't win the three races, but she still had a pretty darn good weekend in her shooting mm-hmm. i think it was the mass start where she lost her her streak. She did. yeah um so you know can't complain about that no oh no no i thought that she was very solid i was i was worried about her a little bit that like the pressure of wearing the yellow jersey and being in france might be a little bit too much but mm. it doesn't seem to affect her too much doesn't right? didn't affect her at all no. i i thought because she's so intense sometimes i thought maybe she would just do yeah, herself yeah. But, um, oh, there was somebody else. Oh, uh, from the women's sprint race was uh, Todorova, the mm. Bulgarian. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she was in 12th. I had this. No, did I not write it down? Yeah, anyway, she was in 12th. She hasn't had a finish that good in, in a number of years. I think it was like three or four years. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was nice to see her uh, see her up there. Yeah, and I noticed with the men's sprint that there were two Ukrainians in the top 30. So that mm-hmm. was. Uh, cool to see um i did for the uh men's pursuit i also wrote down again the the finn seppala and harula mm-hmm. um harula is having a good season it's having a great season uh and then uh hartwig was sick so we could really see him i also noted down that 
Sepp Sebastian. What a roller coaster season he's having because he had the third uh, isolated yeah. uh, race result. But then I think another race he was like 27 or last even. Didn't he come in last with the Masters? He was last in the Masters. So I don't know if he I fell was actually, or... I had this written down, uh, but for the when we get to the mass start but i'll just say now like if you look at his course times like he just he threw in the towel mm-hmm. um after i mean he wasn't doing great but like the last couple of laps like he totally just yeah yeah he just didn't even care and, and i sort of understand like if you're having you have high expectations you're having a frustrating weekend and then you have a whole bunch of misses i think he had like three misses on the first standing mm. but it was just kind of it was disappointing to see that yeah I, you know, and but, I don't want to bring it up again because I think we talked about it enough. And um, but with our friendly uh, English commentators, they keep saying mm-hmm. that you know a good Sap Sebastian might encourage his girlfriend Hannah to uh, to have a good race as well. And I'm like, this <laughs> not something that you can really miss if you follow biathlon. Don't get me wrong; they're they're extremely yeah. knowledgeable when it comes to biathlon and and how it feels being an athlete. And uh, and what what what's you know what happens in the biathlon range? But yes. I don't get the yeah. impression that they follow follow the athletes and the news a lot. No, so. <laughs> but it does make me wonder. Like it's still like again, I I don't know if they separated as friends or whatever, but it felt like it was a separation because somebody else, a third person, came in the mix, and yeah. to have that as your teammate it's and be around your ex girlfriend that maybe you still would like to be with. That must be pretty tough, and I I have no idea if that's one of the reasons why maybe this season isn't great. But it does it does cross my mind when you're thinking of how can be somebody how can somebody who was so strong last season have a have a start like this? But um, who is she with right now? Ponsloma. Is it Ponsloma? Okay, yeah, that's why that's why I thought. I well, just can't I mean, remember. As, as far as I know, yeah. I don't read the Swedish gossip magazine, so well we'll have to we'll have to get on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, in the men's pursuit, uh, obviously Lagride won. Uh, we talked about that earlier. He cut the cut the deficit back down. We mentioned uh, QFM's unfortunate skiing. Oh, uh, Fabian Claude uh, with uh, he hmm. was fourth place, um, and that was his best finish of the year. Um, and he's having a really really solid season as well. Yeah, um, he's up to fifth in the overall standings and. If uh, Jacqueline doesn't look out, he's going to be <laughs> Fabian's going to be the new number one Frenchman. Yeah, man, the Jacqueline is just—I mean, it's hard not to enjoy his excitement and his and his energy that he brings. But at the same time, you just feel like just calm down a little bit, you know? Yeah. So yeah. this this massive burst of energy that you see in him from the start, especially mm-hmm. the mass start. Yes. It's like just settle in. You know, it's hard enough to keep up with some of these guys. So that powertrain that the that the Norwegians started at the mass start, holy, that was, jeez, <laughs> that was unbelievable. And then uh, and then they finally seemed to slow down a little bit. And then Jacques Klein is like, oh, no, I'll take the lead and I'll keep it up. <laughs> it's like, maybe that uh, wasn't the best know. idea, man. Yeah. Yeah, it paid off for the Norwegians. Um uh, I was also going to mention uh, uh, the Belgian Claude uh, Florent uh, was twelfth uh, in the pursuit, mm-hmm. and he also has a fourteenth, a fifteenth, and a seventeenth this season. So he's nice. having a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. Uh, and Tommaso Jacomel uh, was ninth, uh, which is 
he's had five of his uh, eight best finishes have been these these last three weeks, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just congratulations to those guys. If you're wondering all the bonking, I apologize, but that's uh, the kids no. finding ways to not have to go to bed yet. Oh, that's fantastic. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It feels like the ceiling is going to come down here soon. But, uh. <laughs> well, if it does, we can pause the podcast. And yeah. You can find a new location and we'll restart. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one other thing um, yeah. I was going to say is uh, I was excited to see Preutz uh, mm, yes. seems to be regaining his for- her, her form. Um, and yes. I, don't, I didn't check the, the results, but um, or, well, not the details, but she uh, she seems to be one of the better Germans again. Yes. Yeah, I know. She was, so. uh, what was she, 10th in the pursuit? That was really nice to see. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, what was her, the isolated pursuit time? That I did not check, but... Uh, seventh. She was seventh. Yeah, so she she looks like she's finding her finding her legs again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice to see. And um, I think I mentioned this last week, but uh, I, I keep thinking that Folk is not having an awesome season, but she's actually... <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, she has one miss, and you're like, "Oh, she's having an off day." You yeah, know? and and then, uh, but I I wrote down her uh, her skiing in the mass start. She was actually fourth fastest. That's so a, I, it's you know, it's to, just yeah. yeah. I I wonder if that's just experience that you build up to to yeah. uh, you know to not have these peaks and then slow performances mix, yeah. mixing up so much. But uh, I think Chad uh, Salmola commented uh, during the sprint. He said that she's not, you know, watching her, she's not exciting, but it gets the job done. And that's mm. sort of how it feels. Like, you watch her, and you're like, eh, well, she's having an okay day, and then, you know, there she is, ninth yeah. place, you know, like another top ten. So Yeah, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Um, I thought the women's pursuit was, you know, it was obviously colored by the the skis. We talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. But I thought that it was an interesting duel for a little bit between uh, Elvira and Simone. Like, I felt like... Uh, Julia Simone, I can't remember if it was the third lap or the fourth lap, and uh, like Julia Simone just went straight to the front and was like, "Now nah, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna lead this." Um, it didn't end up paying off, but I just kind of appreciated that sort of that uh, extra confidence. Yeah, that confidence. You know, I'm just gonna take you on, and and if Elvira mm-hmm. shoots twenty for twenty, you're not gonna beat her. Like, let's, no, but it's uh, gonna be a hard one. Or yeah, or, but, or you give her Fisher skis, maybe. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your only, only chance. But I thought yeah. that was pretty cool by uh, Julia Simone. Like she was racing wearing the yellow jersey and had the confidence and that was just kind of that was fun uh mm-hmm. so uh that was just a, a neat thing to see um i also thought that uh Tandravolt, uh looked really good in the pursuit as well didn't yeah. have the greatest overall weekend but um you know she would she brought herself right back up from a little bit further back in the pack and and she mm-hmm. was definitely solidly in the mix uh, that was neat and i uh like i cr- grinched again uh with the totsi two misses in prone i was like oh no not again, but uh, yeah. Other than that, she's been shooting quite well. So she has just uh, yeah. And it, it's funny, right? Because um, I was shooting or uh, seeing the shot locations from Legrite, and mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he had a edge shot that tipped the target, and then mm-hmm. I forgot who it was, but somebody else. It seemed like hit pretty much the same spot, but the target didn't fall, and it it's like. Yeah. You know, it's a 25 second difference, but it's just, you know, I know half a it's millimeter. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty big, 
yeah. pretty big uh, penalty for. I wish that you could. It should be like a staggered penalty. Like the further off you miss, the the, <laughs> the longer penalty loop you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a really bad one. You have to do the extra long penalty loop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be stuck on that sucker for days. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I Again, had, uh, actually, I think there's a rule that you can skip the penalty loop. Just take the take the <laughs> take, take the, the time. time I, well, yeah, I think in, at my level it's forty five seconds, yeah. which is pretty much how long it take anyway. But, uh, I don't know what it is at the uh, World Cup level, but I uh, I don't think you. Well, from yeah, what I understand, not. correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, anybody who's listening, but uh, from what I understand, you can skip them. Yeah, but yeah, they'll probably add so much time that it's just not worth it. But. Uh, um, I liked seeing uh, Jislova. I was in the top fifteenth for top fifteen for the first time mm. all year. Uh, she's had a bit of a regression. I think we talked about that back at the at the our season preview episode that you know, she had such a great year last year that it almost felt like she was she had to go backwards a little bit. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's been kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, she can find it uh, that balance. Again. Yeah. Yep. You mentioned the Gasper and sisters. They were top twenty again in the pursuit. Um, and mm-hmm. I actually, I, I mentioned this now because I had this written down here. Uh, this is Aita Gasparin's third top 20, and her most she's ever had in a season was five. Alyssa Gasparin has four top 20s. The most she's ever had in a season was nine. So mm-hmm. I think both of them have a chance to, to have yeah, career Yeah, I don't know years. if they got a new coach or if, That's pretty you know, cool, if there's a specific change in uh, their yeah. training, but Swiss are, mm. are right up and, there. So Yeah, and you mentioned Amy Becerga too, right? Like She had a, a good weekend. I think she was yeah, she went top from- 20. 39th to 20 in the pursuit so yeah i guess her sprint wasn't great but um uh, yeah, yeah I it's think just that, you know you just kind of sometimes scroll through the list and you see these non-typical flags if you take away the swedish german norwegian yeah french <laughs> flags and <laughs> it's just nice yeah. to uh, to see the other ones uh give give nadia moser a shout out too yeah yeah and then uh, as well, Lunder, yeah, um, you know, finishing the weekend, and she's been very strong. You know, she started really well, and then her results were not as great. Her shooting wasn't really paying off, but uh, ended with a eleventh in the mass start. So mm-hmm. that was good to see. But yeah, uh, Moser is doing really well um, on the men's side. Uh, Adam Runnels is actually doing better than um, uh, Christian Gao at the moment. Oh, and, um, I haven't seen that. Yeah, our uh, friend of the pod, Jules Bernat, is uh, not having the best start, but uh, hopefully this uh, Christmas break can allow him to maybe go back. I think the Canadians are coming back this year. I think last year they stayed out there, but uh, I heard they were planning on being back here for Christmas. So it's always a the- tough balance for North Americans, right? Because yes, like, you huge- go through a time change. Yeah twice in a week and a half or something or and do, or do you stay there but then you're away from your family and it's going to be uh it's a tough call and and quite frankly i don't i have no idea who pays for their tickets but that must play a, a bit of a role too because it has to play a role it's not uh not a you or well it's a tiny budget uh for a biathlon team yeah relative both the to u.s and, and canada yeah. so so relative to some of those bigger budgets, you know? Yeah. So, hey, and then um, my highlight of the men's mass start was the interview yes. after the race. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I was rooting for uh, Sterlholm Legrite. I, I was hoping that he was sort of waiting for Dalla to come back and then, and then sprint away. But mm-hmm. I, I think he realized very quickly that he was not going to beat Dalla today. And, um, you know, we talked about last year how, how he had some bad results and was booted down and, um, yep. you know, had some mixed feelings about that. But that's the Norwegian team for you. Too many people. Uh, to come back after a year like that and, and, uh, and to win. And, you know, he's had some good results so far already. So. Uh, I was super excited to see that for him, and and you know you never know what those guys are like, but to to see him like almost break down two or three times in a two minute interview, that was uh, yes. touching. It was. It, it's nice to see it mean so much because we see obviously we see you know JT Bo winning almost mm-hmm. every other race, and you can, I, I you know you he appreciates it, but. It doesn't mean as much to him at this point. Each individual win, so it's it's kind of nice to see that kind of emotion and then reaction from from somebody. You just don't see it. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that often in, in professional sports, so it was, it was nice to see. And well, especially think, that that um, like you see happiness a lot, of course. Yes, and that's great. But yeah. to to see that it has a significant impact beyond just being happy about winning a race is is cool to see. And it's uh, like I said, that was to be quite honest was kind of my highlight yeah i mean it has to be you know that's that's why we like sports is because you get moments like that and Mm -hmm. if if bakken had been healthy he might never have gotten the true the the opportunity so yeah uh, you know good for him for doing it you uh you mentioned the norwegians sort of taking the taking the the (laughs) race by the horns yeah Um, six in the top nine six in the top nine i know dolly legride JTB to top three. Was it Christensen fifth? Tariebo was sixth. Mm-hmm. And Anderson was ninth. That's just. Yeah. And I think Christensen had the best isolated time in a pursuit. Oh my gosh. Man, and he's, always, I think he's fourth in the overall standings right now. I mean, they, the Norwegians in all likelihood are going yeah. to be top three, you know, early part of 2023. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean. They need a serious turnaround from Quentin uh, Fillmier, who, yeah. you know, he had some decent races. His shooting seems to be uh, getting better, but he still, you don't get the impression that, Mm-mm. you know, last year he was always, even if he was ahead or whatever, he was still attacking and, and just never giving the other races the feeling, oh, you know, he's he's slowing down. We can catch him. Like, it was pretty much, yeah, see you later. Taken no. off. He... He had a confidence about him that he was mm-hmm. like he went into every race thinking he was going to win it, and you just don't see it this year. Yeah, um, and he clearly doesn't have the same legs he did last year. But yeah, maybe uh, he maybe he's going to do what uh, World Championships. Yeah, I would say JT Bo did last year and just yeah. uh, go out and dominate the World Championships. So mm-hmm. really nice to see. Um, you mentioned uh, Harula. Oh, I know. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harula. Uh, tenth Ten. place. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. It's. Uh... I love that. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah, I keep saying it, but out of nowhere, you know, these so lesser known names. And, yeah. I went back. Uh, you know, I did the whole season preview. I went back uh, and I was like, "What did I say about him?" Because I don't remember saying anything about him. Like, I clearly didn't see this coming. He mm-hmm. was so far off the radar that I actually didn't write anything about him because he <laughs> had, he had like so little expectations. I was like, "Ah, we're probably not going to see that much of him." I, I was like, "I'm just looking for ways to save time." 
so I, I didn't even write anything. So clearly I didn't see it coming either. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, can't blame you for that. No. So. Did you mention uh, Stalder, Stalder already? Yes, I did. And yeah. I also, yeah. I sent a tweet out earlier and I'm going to repost it tomorrow for the people in Europe. But he, um, what did I say? He has a... He's got a streak. Streak of, was it 50? Oh, this is it's so bad. Uh, this, we need to cut this out. Like, I published it literally like three or four hours ago and I can't remember. It's been a long day. <laughs> but um no he yeah he's he's doing great um and you know him and Hartwig are that's Mm -hmm. i know again names that you don't necessarily hear too much about before this season but uh there they are there they are and and yeah while we're talking about these uh streaks i you know, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate that um, Simon lost hers, mm-hmm. but it also puts it in perspective that you know, yeah, we've been talking about her having her streak, but then I noticed that uh, Simon Ader or Simon Ader is currently also on a streak of sixty nine <laughs> for prone targets. Uh. And then, but nobody talks about it because nobody. Yeah, well, yeah, it, I, I don't know it, if it's, it's Ader. Just, yeah, <laughs> and then Philip Horn, although he missed, I don't know if he raced much last season. So this goes back quite a number of seasons. But he oh no, started last <laughs> last season. Yeah, he's uh, thirty six standing hits in a row. Holy which, cow! And then That's another like- one, Sturlaholm Lagreit. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the tweets, but he so far, yeah. starting last season, has hit 77 prone targets in a row. So, you know, hats off, hats off to uh, to Julia Simon, because I think she ended at 63. Yeah. But, uh, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> you, and you, would think, you just mentioned, just mentioned but, Harula. Yeah. 48 prone in a row. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Oh, 64. Sorry. Uh, Julia Simon. If you, if you count at the, uh, the last mass start in Oslo last season, she missed her second shot, I think. And then she, uh, she hit the last three and then yeah, add that to what she's been doing now. So you get to 64 Man. in prone. Yeah. Hey. Well, you know, that's well. It's especially amazing considering she's had some pretty horrific shooting performances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, and then know, Staller, it, he has not missed since this whole weekend. So the sprint, oh, wow. he was clear pursuit and mass start, no misses. Fifty for fifty. Yeah. Well, so, that'll do wonders for your average. Yeah. Yeah, let's no see. What, let's say, what is his shooting percentage right now? Um, he is not in the top ten. Staller. Right now, um, uh, Florent Claude is number one at ninety-two point three, tied with Sterla Holm Lagride, and then Nicholas Hartweg is number three, ninety-two point two. Oh, Staller, there he is, ninety-one point five. He's he's fifth. Yeah. Not bad. 91.5, no. holy. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's wild. And uh, well, we'll get to that later. But uh, I was happy to see that Lottalee had uh, some yes. very good performances, and and her shooting is uh, yeah where where we um, where we have expected. started expecting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's almost perfect, right? So anything anything yeah. under that is is just unacceptable. Yeah, we won't have her back on unless she's <laughs> at least at least ninety yeah. percent. Yeah, no, but no, so but, you you already mentioned uh, Chauveau, yes, and it was also the Jean Monnet. I I must say yes. I haven't yeah. heard much about her at all. And she was third in skiing, and then mm-hmm. Chauveau was first in skiing in a mass start. So there was some great ski speed from the French yeah, French one. Yeah. Uh, I I was really really impressed. Um, I had uh, well, I mean, we can just run through it. They had uh, Simone second. Uh, Chevalier Boucher was third, Chevaux fifth, uh, Jean Monod was sixth. I'm probably mispronounced that. And then Chloe Chevalier was eighth. And you mentioned their course times, right? They were very good. Yeah. Um, they were all, I mean, they were all top, top course times, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, that no, was, was quite up there. Yeah. Chevaux was, Chevaux was first. Jean Monod was third. And then Simone was ninth. And then she, you know, so they were all they were all right there at the in the in the top top grouping. So mm-hmm. um really they I mean they had great skis all weekend, obviously, and um it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know who we haven't mentioned this entire time? Yeah, I'm starting to think there's this kind of tall lady. Actually no, blonde. before we even get to that before we get um, to that Santa Santa raced this weekend. Santa. Oh yeah, yeah. F- f- Fem- Fem- Femsteinovic? Yes, the entire weekend she raced with a Santa hat on her headband. And I don't think it's very aerodynamic. Oh, well, it's not, but it didn't didn't hurt her. She had her best weekend of her career. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I I tweeted out a picture of her, sort of just because I thought it was really silly to see, and and it was kind of it was fun that she did it during the sprint, and then she did it again in the pursuit, and had had a really good race, and then uh, and then she finished in ninth in the mass start, which is a career best for. Her. I know. Uh, that was amazing. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, uh, we would love to interview you because I want to know all about the the Santa <laughs> yeah. hat and how it came to be. Absolutely. And what else we can expect from you? Maybe in March we can see like a little leprechaun hat. Great, <laughs> 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 or like a little heart for <laughs> for Valentine's Day at the yeah. World Championships. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think she started a tradition now. Yeah, I think we need to see it. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll see what else she can do. Um, yeah, so I will just skip uh, the winner of the yeah the, the master. Who cares? Who yeah. cares about the winner? Do you, did you know her? <laughs> Never heard of her. Um, so uh, <laughs> you know, clearly, I need to I need to introduce my dad. Uh, but uh, yeah, Lisa Hauser, what a great race! You hit your over. Uh, I asked you before the season. Over I know, under one point yeah, five, yeah. and before Christmas, we already got two. But you know what? I she was totally kind of off my radar. I know. For some reason. I even I yeah. was really impressed. Um I mean obviously I was impressed. Let's like does that does that shock you? You're anybody? always but impressed. Yeah. I look, she just has to show up at the starting line and uh and I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm impressed. But uh no, did you see her speed? Her course times? No, yeah, she was this she was fast. Made me, yeah. This made me really excited. So um she for uh she was sixth overall, but laps four and five she was second and third. Um, and the last few races, she has been, 
uh, for course time, eleventh, uh, sixth, and tenth. Uh, for um, uh, the the sprint wasn't that good, but that was back in the the Hulkfields in pursuit was tenth, and then eleventh in the pursuit this weekend at sixth in the mass start, and that is about where she was two years ago when she had sort of her her breakthrough year. And mm-hmm. last year she wasn't as good. Still ended up third overall in the overall. So I'm I'm starting to think that she could make. I don't know if she's gonna. I, I'm not gonna call her the favorite to win. Like don't give me. I'm not gonna go that crazy. But she could definitely get herself into contention, right? Because if mm-hmm. she's if she's gonna be back at her skiing level from two years ago, um, and still shooting really well, I think mm-hmm. that there's definitely an opening. So uh, I am I'm starting to get feelings that that we're gonna have a really great 2023 from Lisa Hauser. Are you shocked? Are you shocked that that's You're my You're starting to have feelings. <laughs> yeah. 51, 59, cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm very excited. I got several tweets. Thank you, everybody. I got several tweets asking how my heart rate was um, as we <laughs> came, came to the final shooting. So thank you, everybody, for looking yeah. in on me. <laughs> yeah. No, it was... Yeah, that's to the point where I that's the first thing that pops up in my head like you in jubilation <laughs> running through the house and all or outside uh, and those people in Florida thinking, What the hell is this guy doing? What is happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, but I actually I'll be honest, when um I think she started the last lap with like a seven or eight second advantage and I was like, Ah, that, you know, you know, with uh, Simone chasing her that could be get that could get tight. And uh by by middle of the lap, like she had expanded it out to like fifteen or sixteen seconds. Oh, that was, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm very happy for for Ben that uh, he's not called Lisa. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so uh, Katie is pregnant with a with a girl, so um, <laughs> could, could be. Could I think be that's a, settled then. <laughs> a Lisa joining the family very shortly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does roll nicely, Lisa Hauser Gottschalk. Gottschalk, I know. Right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome, but. but uh, uh, or Lisa Teresa Gottschalk, either way. Um, and, oh, go ahead. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I did want to, uh, we we briefly talked about Lotta Lee, um, but yeah. she was uh, 20th, I think, and mm-hmm. 7th. And her shooting was, was awesome. Uh, where it we, was. Where we're hoping it would be. And also Baiba had a good weekend with 4th. Uh, place mm-hmm. yep. um very fast shooting and her shooting times are actually uh pretty fast and i I'm, i forgot if it was baiba or lotta who said that they were working on i think it was lotta who said that right yes that they yep. were working on some faster shooting but uh yeah, apparently uh baiba has been working on that too because uh, i know she was pretty high in the rankings 20 uh 12th or 20th i can't read my own writing but um so yeah, um, Lotta Lee is at uh, for the trimester is sixteen point six points per race and uh, Baiba at nine points per race. So, and Baiba, she uh, I thought this was really cool. Her last lap in the sprint, she was she had the what was fifth she the fastest, fastest time? Yeah, she yeah, had the yeah, fifth fastest, but she was right up there at the top. Like she and she had just mentioned to us uh, the other day about how she considered that like her superpower you know mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the the last lap and so yeah. it's neat to see she had just mentioned it and she goes out there and just crushes the last lap so that was really awesome um anything else on uh on the sea i just wanted to very briefly go over the first trimester but uh i i so i have the same thing i have i have some questions written down for the 
for the first trimester uh, okay. wrap up and looking ahead. Yeah, I just uh, the thing I wrote down was I'm I'm really confused about the men uh, from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like we we talked about this seeing new faces at uh, the top of the lists, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, Johanna Sting is coming back after a less than stellar season mm-hmm. uh, last year, and uh, Simon, who's been around for a long time, even though she's not that old. Mm-hmm. Not as old as I thought. Um, she's Sandra, what, 27, I, I 28? Just, yeah, I think so. But yeah. I, I don't yep. think she's in her 30s. At, um, and yeah, like I said, uh, Tandra Vold, you, you brought her up too. Um, I, I, she, I, she might be having my favorite season right now. I'm just very impressed in how she just stepped up and took yeah. the, sort of the, the number one spot and, on the team. And it's not like she's the number one spot on the team. Like, no offense to Switzerland, but there's not a lot of pressure on the Swiss biathlete team, you know, but like in Norway, like you are expected to be competing for the mm-hmm. Crystal Globe and she is, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, she it's, just uh, stepped right in there. Yeah. And again, yeah, we did a, sh- a shout out to the Swiss team and the, the Finnish team. So that's um, great to see. And and the last thing that I had on my mind was, um, have we seen some of the last races of Tarja Bo? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Because um, I, I couldn't find a time to check that before the podcast, but I think a Norwegian guy is has won four races on the IBU Cup already. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, The as, Norwegians as, are absolutely sweeping up on the IBU Cup. Every race they're getting at least like three of the top five. Yeah. So, so there is a lot of yeah. pressure coming from behind. And we mentioned already Bakken out for health reasons, but he had a great season last year mm-hmm. too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, add him to the mix. Yeah. Uh, so... And yeah, and he just seems years such old. A, he, yeah, he has he, a he has a son now. It might be you know have this last year with his brother and then move yeah, on. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they leave him on. I the I, I would totally. I would not be shocked to read that next yeah. year if he would retire, that he would yeah. continue as a coach. Oh yeah, he seems something, to love it. something. Yeah. So. Huh. Um. Yeah, I, so I I share that thought as well, and it just makes me appreciate it because he is obviously nowhere close to his brother, but he's just been a really solid biathlete for a number of years oh, and always totally, just yeah. seems to love it. And the if I you know this is probably too early to eulogize him because you know there's still a whole rest of the oh, season. Yeah, yeah. But um, there was a moment last year. I think it was actually in, in honesty when uh, I think Jacqueline and uh, QFM came in first and second and. Tariabo grabbed a French flag and started like waving it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, you know, like he just he, seems like a really good guy. Well, I think he's also he must be just liked on the tour in general. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Anyway, yeah, like you said, let's not uh, write him off quite yet. But uh, it'd be, uh, you know, it's one of those characters like Eric Lesser last year, where you just uh, yes. you know at some point it's going to oh. happen. But uh, that is a perfect analogy, right? Because would it shock you if Taribo won like a pursuit in Oslo to end the year. Yeah, eh, it might shock me, you know, with uh, with Lagride and and J Two Bo, but you know what I mean, like just to, oh, absolutely, uh, you know, like if he if he had some like one great miracle race to to well, or who knows, that, you know, he might just have one world championship in him where yeah, I don't know, he did, yeah, he just never surprised I, you. And I, 
and that piece I did for the uh, Biathlon Insider 23, he also was in mm-hmm. the list of the favorites based on the, uh, yeah. you know, both both the statistics from last season and from the last three years. And he, like you said, he's just been so consistent. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a couple thoughts to just add on to that. Uh, you mentioned the Swiss and I checked the nation's cup and the women are currently in sixth in the nation's cup right now. And obviously it's very early, but, uh, they are only like 60 points behind Italy for the fifth spot, which would be pretty awesome, um, to see them in the top five, Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the year. So we'll see if they're able to, to, to pull that off. Um, you know, we've talked about her plenty, but Lisa Vitazzi, obviously it's been amazing to see her, um, sort of find herself again yeah um you know and, and she still is <laughs> she's still pretty young so she's going to be around for the the milan Olympics. so you, you know even if she's not all the way back to full form this year you know if she can still yeah she's keep it together yeah yeah there's still a number of years um and then uh another thing i want to mention was that the germans had like a great start to the year for the men it seemed like roman reese and and you know but uh, David Zobel was up there, and but it seems like it's just been a little bit of a struggle for them, kind of more like I think we thought it might be, um, in the absence now of Pfeiffer and Lacer, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Dole had a podium this this. He had a third, right? Third place. Yeah, but then he was twentieth in the pursuit. Yeah, it's just been a just been a bit of a struggle, and I'm really hoping that some of the younger Germans are able to kind of start rising up through the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rising up through the system a little bit. All right. There was one more thing. Yes. I wanted to congratulate you. Oh, no. On episode 50 of our oh, podcast. Oh, we did it. We made <laughs> yeah. it 50 episodes. No, ha- I don't know if, if it... iTunes I, hasn't I didn't deleted go us back yet. And, what's that? I said iTunes hasn't deleted us yet. They, no. <laughs> they haven't. <laughs> no, but since since I started making those uh, audiogram pictures, whatever they're called, yeah, uh, I've been yeah. sort of tracking the, the number and I... Maybe I started off with the wrong number, but we're at no, 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 no. 50, it is, according it is to 50. that. So, congrats, man! <laughs> yeah, we did it. We're we're still we're still going strong. And yes. uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening to us. But Absolutely. actually, yeah, yeah. And before, the feedback we've before, been getting. Before we end, I have a couple questions for you. These are these are projections for uh, for the second trimester for the rest of the year. Um, I asked the question at the beginning. Um, best future French or Canadian women. I guess that's not really a question for the rest of this year, but a question for going forward. You, I think you said Canadian and French, but I'm assuming oh, you uh, mean Swedish, right? Uh, I mean and Swedish, French. yeah. I actually yeah. wrote down Canadian. I don't know why I wrote down Canadian, but I mean... Well, yeah. I mean, I think for the short future, Sweden is still going to be the team to beat, but mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm not aware. That doesn't mean because I, I don't really follow the IBU Cup very closely. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's coming up in the pipeline there, but um, other than Elvira, uh, they are not young. I think yeah. Lynn Person and Anna Magnuson and Hannah are all kind of from like 1995 mm-hmm. area. Um, yeah, and I mean... Wh- it's it's obvious that you know young young athletes go through a lot of ups and downs. So um, maybe this was a temporary peak, but you can definitely see there's some very young talent in the French women women's team coming up. And if uh, I don't know if she said anything about coming back, uh, Justine Breza Boucher, mm-hmm. if, uh, yep. if she's already said she wants to be back next year or something. But I mean that's you know another athlete to uh, to add to the mix. And oh my gosh, I can. Yeah, if if they 
if this is not like an exceptional, well, it wasn't an exceptional performance. If it wasn't like an exception to their mm-hmm. yep. usual performance, then uh, I think the future for France is a bit stronger. Um, yeah, I generally agree with that. I think that they've got so many, and I didn't know, I you know, before, really before this weekend, last weekend, how many really strong young women that they have. But they and they even have a couple on the IBU Cup that are knocking on the door too. So that could be, that could be. Oh man, they they could uh-huh. be. <laughs> you know, the the Swedish women haven't even reached their their peak potential as a team yet. But right. the, the French women could be the next Swedish women, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as the Swedish women are are, are yeah, right. As as they age up, you know, the the French women could be there to challenge them for not to look too far ahead, but twenty twenty six in the in the Winter Olympics. Um, I actually so this is a question I thought of and I didn't ask you at the very beginning, uh, but. Who is the favorite in your mind, JT Bo or Lagride for the overall Crystal Globe? They are currently separated. It's five ninety nine to five sixty five, and then it goes all the way to Jacqueline at three nineteen. So I'm just not including anybody else in that in that discussion. My heart goes out to uh, Sterleholm Lagride, but I think Johannes Tingis Bo is gonna yeah be the winner of those two. Yeah, and um, yeah, if we if we want to add somebody to that list. It's going to have to happen pretty quick yeah. after the break because otherwise it's uh, going to be between those two. Yeah, I think it would have to be like Christensen. From everything I've seen, he looks like he's got the most potential to grow like we saw this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I just don't know. I, QFM is... I guess he's only 15 well, I was points ask you, Do you expect uh, QFM to at least get back to top form? And, again, I it might be will. too late to, to, to challenge for, for the... World. the yeah. yeah. This is interesting. So, so Christensen is at two eighty five. It is only a thirty point spread down to tenth place at two fifty eight for mm-hmm. Philip Field Anderson. That is a, it's pretty crazy. It's a very yeah. tightly bunched four through ten. Yeah, There's gonna be some wild up and down. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, no, I, I, J T. Bo is probably going to be the winner. I just think that Lagride is a better shooter. So, if, obviously, that's not any, any great statement there but if jt has any uh struggles on the range you know that could open up the because lagride has been really fast this year so it could just open yeah up the, and and one thing with, a little bit. uh jt bow is he, he he reminds me a little bit of the start of last season where elvira was just so fast yeah mm-hmm. and you know that i i'm not sure if he can maintain this this speed dominance for the mm-hmm. whole season um yeah but yeah, who knows? No, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, I, just, I think that I, you know, I, I'm not a betting man. I've never bet on sports or anything in my life. No, but I think that you, if you could get good odds on the grind, I mean, <laughs> mm. you know, he's only only thirty points back yeah. uh, for the women. Who do you like? You have Simone at four seventy one. Elvira is three ninety five. Vitazzi three seventy three, Denise Hermanwick at three fifty six, Tangervold is three forty nine. Those are really close. Uh, Pearson is three twenty eight, Hauser three twenty, Davidova two ninety three, Hanna is two eighty, Veers two seventy six, and I'll cut it off there. Oh, I'll give you Magnuson yeah. uh, two two forty six. Yeah, well, I can't. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I still, I'm still. Well, not still. I'm leaning towards Elvira. Mm-hmm. Um. I really hope for Simon that she can keep the, you know, ha- show that consistency during the whole season. Mm-hmm. I, 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel with uh, the Germans, I don't know if they're sort of building up their season a little bit differently to to have a peak mm-hmm. at uh, World Championships. Yeah. Yep. Um, like I s- said before, I think I would have expected Vanessa Vogt a little bit higher, but who knows? Maybe uh, maybe they're working towards that peak. Um, yeah. She yeah. got the year at eighth easily, but I, I'm yeah. I'm so far quite disappointed with Hannah Auerberg because I don't know if, if I know uh, I, we talked about who I expected to win, but I we did. I thought Hannah was going to yeah. do better than, uh, than well, Alvira and then she and, started off the year with a tremendous performance in the individual and. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, Lisa Vitozzi is also not a dark horse, but mm-hmm. somebody who I could still see getting. Well, she is in the race, but to uh, to take over at some point if if Simon is showing some uh, of her inconsistency that we've seen in the past season. So, yeah, I, I, I like agree. Be, I like to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I would go. I would lean Elvira. I think so. Here my here's my prediction for end of season top five. Uh, write this down and store it away. Bet on it because it's absolutely going to be correct. I've never been wrong. Uh, <laughs> Elvira is going to be bet still. So. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Elvira is going to be first. Uh, Hauser second. Simone third. I think Tangervold fourth. And we'll go with. Uh, uh, ooh. I think we'll go with Herman Wick for fifth. I think. Does that sound right? What? Are, can you read that back to me? Elvira, Hauser, Simone, yeah, Tannerfeld, yeah. Herman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, okay. you expect Vitozzi to, uh, to fall off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And for the men? Originally, what was that? For the men? For the men, uh, I will go... Oh, I have a, uh, I'll probably go JT Bo, mm-hmm. Legride, Christensen. So here's where I'm torn. Uh... I think that Jacqueline will probably be fourth. And then for the fifth spot, I'm torn between do does Samuelson or QFM turn it around because mm. they're so tightly bunched. Yeah. I, I would probably I bet really on QFM. hope that Samuelson can turn it around and QFM yeah. too. But uh, yeah, I would. I, I would I, yeah. The, seeing Dala today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's hard yeah. to think of him as a potential candidate for the globe but then you yeah. think two it wasn't only two years ago that he was yeah, like he was third. right there yeah so i don't know maybe this will give him the confidence to just you know keep pushing but uh yeah i don't know it it there's a tendency to think that the 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 season is just going to be a two horse race but the point uh, system is so funny. Yeah, I, I wrote wanna... it out. I wrote it out the other day um, about how it really is not impossible for QFM to make a comeback. Um, and obviously, he didn't have a great weekend this weekend, so it's harder now than it was. But mm-hmm. um, I think that uh, just it, the if you if you fin- if you win and you get those ninety points, as long as your competitors are a third or lower. You know, and you're gaining 30 points on them, and then it, you you can make up a lot of ground really fast. Mm-hmm. And I think I had it that if it would only took like three or four races of QFM winning and JT being below fourth uh, or fourth or below, and QFM was going to be within you know 20 points or something like that. All right. Which it's not impossible. There's still yeah what 13 races left. Yeah, hard. And hard, I, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, do a quick. Uh, 
point system comparison for trimester one uh, this yeah, week to see to see what it would look like. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, overall great weekend, very enjoyable to watch. It was, you know, even even with the weird iciness on. Actually, you know, if you want to take the positive spin, the icy, weird conditions and the bad Fisher skis on Saturday gave us an opportunity to talk about skis and conditions. Yeah. And there was kind of an interesting conversation that happened. So I thought that was at least something came out of it. Yeah. And, and I, I thought it was interesting. And here I go again with my commentators. But uh, <laughs> I they were like they probably said five or six times that this was this was so bad that it could not be the skis. And, yeah. you know, the visual that uh, Brian Halligan put together um, just told it all, right? Yep. Yes. That was a great graphic that he put together. So I, I like both. Like, I, I, it was clear and, and the way he put that together. So you just, yeah. in one overview, you, you see the story right there. So Yeah, that's all you need to see. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. So, um, I guess we'll hopefully have somebody to talk to on Wednesday. We'll get that figured out. Yes. Hopefully real fast. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be on a bit of a break, probably. Yeah, I think we'll do a Christmas morning uh, pod just to... <laughs> we'll unwrap our presents live on the podcast. And there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Yeah, uh, we'll probably be on a little bit of a break, and then we'll, yeah. we'll reconnect in, in January. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one, man. You too. Okay, bye. Bye.